Welcome to the Horror Punks USA podcast with your host and rockabilly horror drummer, Johnny Zabel. Thank you for tuning in this week, everybody, to the Horror Punks USA podcast. This week, we have a very special episode. We are interviewing the one and only Rick or Treat from the Pumpkin Patch. If you haven't already, subscribe to HPUSA TV, like this video, and do all that other shit people tell you to do on social media. We'll see you back here next week for a full, in-depth look at the past two weeks. Enjoy this interview with Rick or Treat, the one and only Pumpkin Patch Master. Horror Punks USA TV presents Rick or Treat Pumpkin Patch. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Rick or Treat. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm chilling. Killing, as they say. How's uh, California? <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, it's, it's weird, man. Um, you know, it's either really, really hot or, like, freezing cold out here now. So, yeah. um, you know, can't catch a break. But, you know, no, no, no real complaints other than that. Things are okay, you know. Nothing's open yet, so. Yeah, it's still locked down over there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we get to, uh, you know, every so often go to a store, go to a mall, but no shows. I mean, there's, like, small things, but here in Orange County, uh, which is where I'm located right now, the numbers are still kind of, you know, up there. So, even even if there's a show happening, I'm like, yeah, I'll stay home. It's not worth it yet. Yeah. Well, let's get on the positive end here. Yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell us about your show, the Pumpkin Patch? So um, for those who don't know, I am the host of Rick or Treats Pumpkin Patch here on HP USA TV. Um, I've been doing it for a few years now. Um, I think the first episode that I did was 2008. Scene, maybe even maybe even when, whenever the misfits did their first reunion uh, okay. shows because it was like right before that gotcha um, started out just doing um a like top five which going back now and re-watching i'm like oh i wish i had done it differently um but it was just something that i wanted to do you know i i really enjoy being a part of the horror punk community and um wanted to sort of you know, uh, give my opinions or thoughts on things, do some reviews, get to talk to people, listen to cool music, and uh, also a little bit of self-promotion, promote the bands that I've played in, things like that. So, so how'd, you, how'd you get into horror punk? Like, what was your first introduction to horror punk? Yeah, um, so I got into, might be a long-winded answer, but I got into punk, broadly, uh, senior year, so... Uh, starting up in music, I was more into like metalcore, hard rock, things like that, which I still love. But uh, senior year, got into punk music. Um, my buddies had me listen to AFI, which I love, all time one of my all time favorite bands, um, and more specifically the All Hollows EP. Well, that has a cover of Halloween by the misfits mm -hmm. and um so i'm like dude this is rad and i actually got into the misfits through that um from there 
I don't, I don't know if I ever really, I didn't get much into horror punk as a genre yet, but I did find, uh, you know, Calibri's Order of the Fly. Order of the Fly is actually one of my favorite, like, more local bands. Um, so I got into bands like that, and in like 2012, I joined a goth band, and so I was really into like uh, agrotech, industrial stuff. So I was trying to find something like that, but I ended up joining like a death rock band. Um, which is, in my opinion, just it's horror punk adjacent, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. one of the three, like triplets in this horror rock thing, right? Yeah. And um, so, you know, we were playing shows, getting more into that stuff. And um, down the line started like a horror metalcore band, did that for a bit. While all these things were happening, I was always playing in bands that were kind of horror based. Right. Um, but I don't think I got into the actual horror punk scene until I saw until actually until Silent Horrors album came out with Goolsby. So it was that album and Goolsby's album with oh I always botched the name. I think it's 1478. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the name. Uh, numbers, man. But uh, Wolves Age, like those two albums really got me into horror punk, um, the, the genre and the community. Um, started listening to those. Eventually saw uh, the Roving Midnight play with Stellar Corpses, and I was hooked. I was like, "This is awesome! I feel great!" Like, I had been to horror punk concerts prior to that. Like, we opened for the other a couple times, and it was bad. And, and Calibri's a couple times. It was badass, but I didn't. I, I felt kind of out of place at that moment. Mm-hmm. But when I went to see Goolsby, it was like, "I got it. That's that's it. This is it." Right. And then years later, you know, even other shows, Calibri's and Goolsby, things like that. Like, I think, it, I guess, I guess we could say Goolsby is what got me into horror punk, uh, the horror punk community, you know? And you just did the interview with Silent Horror, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did that, uh, uh, oof. I just released the second uh, episode last week. Okay, so how did that come about? Um... So Brandel and I have actually been, to, so when I started the show, he reached out because I think I did an interview with, I had like a wonky, so this is one of the things I'd like to change. I had a wonky interview with Shadow Windhawk and um, he hit, Brandel hit me up and was like, hey, I want to do, you know, we're trying to get ready to do more stuff and I'd like to do an interview. And we set it up, it just, or I don't even know if we ever set it up. I think we like had the idea and it just never happened. And um, so he finally hit, we, he hit me back up um, more recently, and it just worked for our schedules. They had just released the the vinyl of their latest album, so yeah, it worked out that way. Those are cool guys, man. I, I really uh, enjoyed talking to them. Yeah, I was I enjoyed. I watched the first part. I didn't get to see the second part yet because I think when we're doing this, I don't know if it's out yet or not. But yeah, um, yeah, it was really cool. And uh, yeah, I've never heard an interviewer come on and be like, "So, what's your favorite Power Ranger?" <laughs> yeah i wanted to and i've been i want to do that for each interview like maybe not power rangers but something in the beginning to just kind of like loosen everyone up you know like um i feel like interviews can get like difficult real quick and it's like why not just have fun with it you know yeah um that, that's the whole point for me mm-hmm. so and i mean i i work as a therapist I think the main thing for me is like building rapport with people. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, hey, you want to talk about video games for like half an hour because you're too afraid to tell me anything? Yeah, fuck you, yeah, let's do it. Nice. You know, like, 
<laughs> so I mean, as we both know, some people might some people might know us individually, but yeah, you're a drummer, I'm a drummer. Yeah. So that's something we can talk about. Hell yeah. And I apologize to Ronan, but that's probably what this podcast is going to be about. So. <laughs> You know what? Ronan has a lot of good things going for him, so, like, we can have this. It's okay. So he'll be fine, so. He'll be fine. <laughs> it's my show. Exactly. For tonight. For tonight. Until he's like, hey, I got someone else to run the podcast. <laughs> so that'll yeah. be great. No, but, uh, so let's start with that. So when did you start playing drums? So I started playing drums, um, I think I was, so I was a freshman in high school. I think I was, like, 13. 13 or 14 so i've been playing for a while i turned i turned 29 last weekend so i've been playing for a while well happy belated birthday thank you sir everybody better say it in the comments <laughs> um drop some, pump, drop some pumpkins for my birthday That's there you go i got mine so there you go yeah. um so did you do like marching band or something like that or so <laughs> yes and no um i was part of the percussion section so i played the drum set for the for the band right like in the pit um but at, yeah yeah the pit yeah yeah and um I, sorry I, I forget that i'm talking to a drummer so you know what i'm talking about um just a so little. yeah um i i did like i was telling you a little bit before didn't really get uh up to par with my with my rudiments or anything like that so i was doing real basic drum set stuff you know just playing the bass drum for most of the song or like you know, doing little embellishments here and there. It was fun, though. Um, my school actually took championships that season, which was dope. Um, nice. But it, I think it ended up being a way for me to get out of the percussion class that I probably should have been in. Um, so, uh, but it was fun. You know, I had friends in the pit section with me. One of my one of my buddies who I was playing in a band with at the time, he was the bass player in in the percussion section uh, or in the in the pit section with me. So it was it was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I got in, um, I think that was, that would have been years after I started though. That was like 11th grade. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I mean, like we had talked about before, I immediately, I learned a basic, really, really basic fill my like second or third week of, uh, of, uh, playing the drums and I'm like, all right, we're starting a band now. So it's the best way to do it. So yeah, right. Just go right just, into it. So yeah, just jump right into it. So that's what the Ramones did. Fans did anything. So that's what the Ramones like, did. Yeah. They were just like, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and if you yeah, don't like it, <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen you know people talking about this is how oh this is just how you learned it you know and like punk and hardcore it's like do you know how to play the drums no but I have a drum set yeah you know okay let's let's do it. I feel like everybody in the hard punks world has some janky drum set in the corner that just like has too many stickers on the kick drum. So. <laughs> yeah, I have my my stickers right now are on my floor tom because it got scuffed during a show. So I'm like, all right, let's put some stickers on that. <laughs> yeah, cover the cover the blemishes up. So yeah, totally. Drummers use stickers, not makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? Um, so right now, let's talk about right now. So what's some of your yeah. favorite drummers right now? Okay, so my favorite drummer of all time, uh, Fran Mark, he played in a band called uh, From Out to Ashes, all-time favorite band. Mm -hmm. um, the, the thing that I really appreciate about him is he was also a vocalist. So I always, a lot of those metalcore bands that did that were like, oh shit, that's dope, you know, like I, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're, they're playing, 
you know, pretty up there stuff. You know, maybe they're not going wild, they're not Neil Peart or anything, but they're doing stuff, you know, yeah. and they're singing. Um, so I was I was always attracted to that. He's He eventually switched to being the main vocalist for that band, um, but he has other projects. Uh, Tidal Arms is the band he's he's been doing more recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other favorite is Adam Carson from AFI. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, dude, he's like the most underrated drummer like ever. Um, his stuff is solid. He, I think he's a good example of someone who's like, Hey, I had a drum set and I'm, I'm, I know, I, I kind of know how to play and then was kind of thrown into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, his dad was like a jazz drummer or something. So he like probably had just the good genetics on it, you know, but his stuff is good. You know, you, you follow the, pro- the progress from like their first albums where they were just playing straight punk hardcore to like their newer stuff. And, yeah, he's still killing it. Um, I think these latest songs that they put out, he was the star of it. Like him and Davey were the stars of it. Nice. So, um, aside from them, man, uh, I'm really into Travis Barker lately. He's he's been <laughs> so everyone's gonna hate me, but I love uh, the current uh, generation of like hip hop and rappers right now. Like everyone wants to sound like a pop punk band, which is super awesome to me. Like we're mm. in such a weird. Um, place musically for everything and Travis Barker's at the pinnacle of that he's he's producing he's doing the drums for all these guys and his stuff while I, I can tell it's him like there's a there's definitely a sound and a flair that he puts out there he's got his little he's got like a you hear him and you're like oh yeah. it's him so yeah yeah you hear it and you're like this is definitely Travis Barker um but it's it's always so different and interesting to me yeah you know? So I've been I've been really into the stuff that he's doing now, and then just the stuff that he's done on Blink, you know, like um, as as much as I can take out some of those things and, and be influenced by them, you know. I think those are the main guys I've been into lately. Yeah, I remember when uh, Travis. This was years ago. I just remember being a teenager and him dropping that "Can a Drummer Get Some" album with like yeah. every different song had like the most legendary hip hop artists ever. Yeah, that were still alive, and I was like, "Jeez, like, how do you go from Blink One Eighty Two to being able to work with like everybody who's important in hip hop at the time?" Right. Like, well, I mean, I think that just shows how much he's transcend, like how much how important he is because he transcends like pop punk blink to any of exactly. that exactly it's him you know i mean he's like so. in tattoo culture he's in the car mm-hmm. culture he's in rock world he's in the hip-hop like you know you can't like ask for more so right for reals nice so um i guess my next question would be what was the i want to know like when you first played a show with your first band and you were the drummer and it was your first show what was that like what was the feeling because yeah. i have my feelings and i'm sure you have right. yours so oh my god people don't ask these questions so yeah yeah so the band that i was playing with at the time um so these were the guys that got me into punk rock Mm -hmm. right so i had been playing with them in like a like a screamo band before that Um, we never played shows or anything we just wrote music they eventually got into punk rock so they got me into it and uh so we were called the la girls after an adolescent song right Mm -hmm. and we played a house show but they got like they got drunk and they didn't remember what they were doing and i was super nervous i didn't remember what i was doing and so i literally think i played the just the basic db the entire time for every single song and for some reason people were into it (laughs) um 
so I just remember being super nervous about it. But after that, it was cool. Like after the that first show, kind of ripped the bandaid off a little bit. You mm -hmm. know, then we actually learning and writing real music. Yeah, you know that's the thing. Like once you get through that first like initial shock, where it's something totally new, it's like you know you go from like the basement or the garage, and then you're in front of people, and you're like, oh wait, <laughs> I don't like right. this for a second. Right. But then once you get well, through, you know. It's funny because I feel like, you know, even if I didn't do a lot during the time I was in band, in the school band, I think that helped a lot too. Because like I said, we played, you know, bigger, we, we won, you know, state, you know, champions. Yeah, true. So we, we played um, in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but this was different because we were playing to like friends and it was a small thing and it was like, uh, I don't remember any of this music. You know, we, we wrote like three originals and I think we tried to cover Hope by the Descendants and like two other like, you know, uh, older punk band songs. And I don't remember what they were because I didn't remember how to play them at the time, you know? Nice. Good times. I, I want to, I before we move on, I want to bring up the second show we played. We played at the local library in front of the mayor and she she bailed she couldn't handle she bailed <laughs> yeah these damn kids these right, damn kids were out so uh, <laughs> it's, that's like that's like the worst thing like the mayor bailed on us it could be the worst <laughs> or the best thing like oh it was it was the best it's like oh yeah we got because we had our friends like pile up on the on the stage with us and started doing covers of songs again though we didn't know yeah and uh so it was it was a fun experience but yeah she she wasn't having it Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I guess I don't. I mean, it might be the guy you were talking about, but what was like the best live concert, like live drummer you've ever seen? Like, what was the best experience when it comes to drummers live? Huh. Uh, so that one's hard because I I never saw From Under Ashes when he was the drummer. I only saw them. I was only able to see them when he was the singer. Um. That's a great question that I don't know if I have an answer Like, to. even, like, all the way up to, like, you know, stadium acts, like, major yeah, bands, yeah. like, anything like that? I'm trying to think, um... Because I've seen, you know, bigger bands, but I'm trying to think of, like, drummer, specifically drummer experiences, mm -hmm. right? Um, one of the things that I remember... This might not be my top, but this is the one that comes to mind right now, is when I saw 311. So I saw 311 play with Ziggy Marley, mm -hmm. and, uh... They were playing and they had like a drum break section and so they would they would they all had like a floor tom or something i think they had like a floor tom or maybe like small timpanis or something and they th would throw the sticks to each other and keep playing and, and get the sticks back and it was that was dope I, I i remember that being a cool thing um another cool one i think again not, not that i can really truly remember every part of it but it was cool being able to see kiss um, I mean, it wasn't Peter Chris, but it was it was still a cool experience. Now yeah, Ronan, now Ronan's really going to cancel this show. <laughs> like literally, the past like three weeks in the studio, it's been like all about Kiss talk and Kiss hate, and like <laughs> like Ronan loves like the original Kiss, and he's like Tommy and Eric aren't in the band. It's not real, yeah. and it's just okay, like okay. so. Now we're going to get into this, and he's going to be like, "Yo, well, I agree with it. you." If it makes it even more uh, divisive, I was wearing uh, my my face paint for the show was the fox. Oh, so. Eric Carr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I love Eric Singer. I think you know what I mean. Peter Chris has his part in Kiss, obviously, because yeah. Ace Frehley does. But like, 
I feel like Eric Singer, just to me in general, is one of the best just drummers in mm -hmm. the world. Like, he's just so solid, so. Yeah. And he brings the songs to a new level. Totally, totally. I think at this point, you know, they've been in the band, I was, I don't know about longer, but they've been in the band long enough. Yeah. They're, they're part of it. You I know, mean, like, if you think about the generation before us, they know Kiss as Eric and Tommy. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's what they grew up as. I mean, yeah. you know, someone like from the 70s knows Peter and Ace. Someone sure, from the sure. 80s knows like Bruce Kulick. <laughs> right, right. So it all depends. And you know what? So. I, think, I think each of them is important in their own right, you know? Exactly. Without, without one, there, would be, there wouldn't be the other. But, you know, at some point, I think we got, I, I think we got to get with the times on it, you know? It's exactly. Like, this, is, this is the iteration right now. It's yeah. just funny because, like, uh, unless it's the Misfits, yeah, that's a little different. So. <laughs> that's a little different. That's a whole nother sixty minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, no, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that is like with me. It's like you talk about Kiss. Like, everybody talks about Kiss in like this way with like you know it's got to be Peter Snuff. But it's like at the end of the day too, it's like what about someone like the Who? They literally like have Ringo's son on drums. It's like why did you not just quit when Keith died? Like you know, it's like yeah. one of those things. Like, no yeah. one bitches when Jason Bonham plays in Led Zeppelin, so... Sure, sure. So, everyone's, like, everyone already tuned out of the podcast. They're like, these drummers need to shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, right. This is not, that means that this is where the real business is happening. Yes. 22-inch <laughs> kick tune high, just to a midpoint. <laughs> Get that mid-tone in the fort now. But that's cool. So, um, so, yeah. So, I have another question real quick. So, what? Yeah, where right. did the, um, the whole pumpkin theme come from was that just do you just love halloween and pumpkins like where did that come from yeah man um so yes i i, I mean for me i you know i, I like horror uh, admittedly i don't watch as many horror movies as i'd like to mm -hmm. um i have like the, the the squirrel brain for some things i end up watching more tv shows cartoon shows mainly right mm -hmm. uh, i am really into like the wholesomeness of like the Munsters, for example, right? I love the Munsters. Um, things like that, and I feel like jack-o'-lanterns. I, I like the that wholesome quality that comes with like spooky cartoons and spooky things like that, like more decor stuff versus like always being guts and gore all the time, which is cool. I'm, I'm about yeah. that too. But I think for me, just me personally. Um, you know the the sort of lighter side of things is, is more attractive to me mm -hmm. and uh, i love carving pumpkins i'm not very good at it but i like to do that um and my singer for the writers robert he actually um suggested the stage name rick or treat mm -hmm. um, and i was like huh that sounds awesome you know it, it yeah just worked. it worked really well and i had already liked that aesthetic anyway and i think i just went deeper into it after getting that that's no yeah i love it i love rigor tree that's like one of my favorite names thanks man <laughs> it's just like it's, it's just that. you see that on like an album and it's like drums rigor tree and it's like that yeah. guy's got something going on so yeah and see i think it worked out for me too because i also when i i was in school um they started suggesting hey you should if you have social media, you should change your name on social media so you know clients don't. Uh, so there's boundaries around clients, right? I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna make it rigor treat, yeah. you know, like 
So all of that kind of worked out, and now I'm solidified. I don't know if this camera will capture it, but I got uh, I got me the Misfits Halloween pumpkin as a hand tattoo now. Nice so and pretty, rough too. I got this this week. You nice know, and fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I got mine, those were nice and painful to tolerate the freaking like after care, so Yeah, I feel like it's funny, the tattoo itself didn't hurt like, Same at here. all. I felt I felt a little bit gypped, but the skin <laughs> the skincare piece is kind of a difficult like my, my, my knuckles swole up for a few days. Yeah, it's not you know, the like, it's not the process, it's the recovery, that's the annoying yeah, part. So you yeah. felt like you got gypped, you're like, it's not painful enough, what up? Well, because I, I went in kind of nervous. I'm like, I mean, I think it was the the pressure of it being a quote unquote job stopper, yeah. right? And then I'm like, oh, it's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt. You know, it's on my hand, but it didn't. And I was like, wow, fuck, dude, I had my knees done already. That sucked. Mm -hmm. So like, this was nothing. <laughs> so you and I are both very tattooed pretty well. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite tattoo on yourself? Um, besides the new one. <laughs> so okay, so besides the new one. I say, um, hmm. I have a. So I guess if we break it up into sections, <laughs> um, I have a I have a hawk on my ribs. Mm -hmm. That's pretty meaningful for me. Um, that one's like a tribute to my grandpa. Um, I have a. Uh, I have a lion for my best friend, so I got that uh, on my leg. That one's pretty. I like. I'm a big fan of. Uh, so it's funny with that one. It's not my favorite like art piece, mm -hmm. but just having it is cool for me. Yeah, that's cool. Um, any so, uh, any band tattoos besides the pumpkin? Oh, this whole sleeve is is band tattoos. I Your have, right arm. I have. Uh, yeah, right arm. Uh, it's so the I same thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> We're like the same person, just on different sides of the country. Yeah. Right. Um, I got a Goolsby, so I have a, a Crimson Ghost holding a Goolsby Lantern. Um, I got a Lincoln Park uh, Hybrid Theory uh, piece. I have a, an AFI piece. I have a Disturbed piece. Um, this whole arm is going to be music stuff. I started my like uh, like a horror punk specific leg sleeve. I have uh, the Misfits logo, so I have three Misfits tattoos, um, and then I have a Son of Sam piece that I did. Uh, a few months ago as well nice. so i have i have a lot planned yeah Just, you know funds and time the question is when is the dicky devil face gonna go on your leg it's just uh it depends man depends if dicky devil releases seven more eps in the next three months so yes <laughs> give me more music and we'll figure it out always <laughs> so um yeah man uh drums and everything else we kind of captured it all so i think we did so what's uh so give me a quick rundown what's the next couple episodes of the pumpkin patch looking like anything going on so i actually speaking of dicky i have the uh review of uh nikki versus dicky i did a review of that and then i have another two-part uh well as of right now it's not cut up yet but i'm assuming it's going to be a two-part interview with evelyn's casket okay so I have those are the next three in the shoot right now. Um, I'm hoping to do so. I have a planned out interview with with uh, Mike Damage from uh, Cemetery Static, and then I have um, nothing planned. But my goal is to get some interviews of um, interviews or reviews of like more local stuff. 
I want to try and keep it um, as much as I can um, West Coast stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I mean, I, I could be the 20th person to interview a band from the East Coast because there's a lot more out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd like to try and keep it West Coast if I can, um, obviously with a few exceptions. Um, but that's the goal. I also, related to the Pumpkin Patch, but not, not the channel per se, I've been working on a horror punk zine for a little while, so I'm, I'm wrapping it up and I'm hoping to put that on my merch store pretty soon. Oh yeah, tell people where you can get your merch, because I know you got some new stuff that just came in, right? Yeah, yeah, so we got some t-shirts, some patches, uh, Richard, so <laughs> long-winded, rickertreatspunkinpatch.bandcamp.com. I'll link it so, down in the description for everybody, so. Thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah, we got t-shirts, I'm hoping to do I'm hoping to have those out if you've pre-ordered by the end of the month. Just waiting for the patches to get done. And then hopefully um, I'll have another t-shirt design within the next few months. Um, I really want to do one with the, the bolo tie. Yeah. Like a, tu- like a tuxedo shirt. That'd be cool. But I'm just, you know, it, it's sort of a supply and demand type of thing. I don't want to be putting a lot of money into it if I'm not getting uh, people to buy them, you know? Yeah, exactly. I understand. We'll, we'll promote it over here on the East Coast, so you might have to ship some stuff out to Pennsylvania soon. So, Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing the podcast. And, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, anytime. And thank you, everyone, for watching. This was the Hard Punks USA podcast. I'll see you next week. Rick, say goodbye. Goodbye. And last question, what's your favorite Power Ranger? My favorite Power Ranger... Always, always is going to be Tommy, no matter what color he is. Green, white, red, whatever. It's always Tommy. And I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Leonardo. Good night, everybody.